Joining this week is Clara Bezunsky Rodriguez from So Loca and Skills Pay Bills. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. between creator and consumer is something that we want to do. I know specifically where every piece of fabric has been sourced. But its whole plan was for it to end up in some kind of landfill. And we rescue it. And it becomes you. It's now a curated part of your life. It becomes like a staple in your closet, like a trophy, like a piece of art that you wear. It'll never fit someone else the way it fits you, because it was meant for you. Hello, beautiful people. My name is Alex Catano. Joining me is Claudia Rodriguez. So, Claudia, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Claudia rodriguez Bazunski. I'm the owner of Soloka. We are a sustainable clothing brand located in Barrio Logan. When you first started, you know, what was the idea that you had when you wanted to start doing your own sewing and then starting your own little business? So um, we've like revamped ourselves like three different times within like our business. So in February, um, we'll be turning nine. And so we started the business as like it'll be fun like we'll do like a like an artisan collective and i'll just make like little things and i'll sell them and this and that and then two years in i was like oh crap i'm not making any money like i'm actually bleeding out money like i didn't have enough to like cover like my rent ever and so i was like i really need to like pivot and figure out how to like cover all my expenses like for or overhead and all that kind of stuff and so that's when we transitioned into like custom sewing and tailoring and all that kind of stuff and so um that was like 2015 so we opened up the studio in 2013 so 2015 i was like well i'll totally transition and like do custom sewing and tailoring so we started doing that and that was like paying the bills and then the pandemic happened and so then we reinvented ourselves again and so now we're just doing our own personal designs and so we design, I design and make everything here in the studio. And then we have like a third of the studio is meant for like retail. So you could actually see it while it's being made. Um, and then you could come and buy it. That's awesome. And yeah. I want to know about how like, you know, I'm pretty sure you've had people request some certain things that you've done. Like, oh, how would you feel about doing this? Or how would you feel about doing that? And you know, just tell us about how that experience has been, you know, just talking to customers about planning some future projects. 
So um, when we were doing, so since we're not doing custom sewing anymore, like we're basically like just designing like whatever we want, which is a little bit scarier now because you're like, hopefully people like this. <laughs> and so it was like, it's a different stress, right? Because you're like, hopefully people like this, you know, and hopefully people, you know, will buy it and people will support it or they kind of like feel something about it where it's like they want to support. And so um, we have gotten like a lot of like people that come into the studio and they're like, well, what if I... And so it's like trying to like navigate that where you're like, well, we obviously don't want to go back into doing like custom sewing or tailoring, but it's like, obviously like hearing what the consumer wants, right? Like, what does the consumer want? Like, what, why do they want that? Like listening to that is like really important. And so trying to create like that fine balance of like still being true to like being a designer and not feeling like I'm a machine and like wanting to like, listen to like your customers is like really important. So we're still trying to kind of like merge those two together, you know, but mainly what we're doing is like, I just design whatever, like I feel like is cool. And then like we present it as like a drop and then we go for. And yeah. how are ways that you're getting yourself out there? How are you going out of your way to like get yourself heard um, in the world? We have a really strong presence um, on like our social media accounts. Like, Thanks to my husband, he basically went to school for like film, all that kind of stuff. And so I don't really like to document like what I'm doing. And like, I'm more like, okay, like this is going to be boring, you know, but it's like, we're both like really into like storytelling and all that kind of stuff. And so we're like, Hey, you know what? It would be really fun for people to have like a connection of like where their things are being made. And so he's basically like in the studio and he like records like the whole entire process which makes it like a lot of fun for people to like be able to watch and like see like how things are being made as opposed to like that disconnection of like where your clothes is being made or anything like that. And so we have like a strong presence through like social media. And then we also kind of like figured like, you know what, like I know it's like really difficult to like do interviews and do all that kind of stuff. Cause you're like, I don't want to like hear myself talk or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then you kind of feel like you're like, am I going to sound stupid or am I going to do the, you know? And so at the same time, it's like, it's like a little kind of like sacrifice that you have to do in order for your business to kind of keep growing. And I feel like normalizing that is like really important as, especially like with creatives and people that are making things or, or doing stuff like that, because it allows for you to like, get in front of an audience that is interested in what you're doing and for you to be able to talk about why you're doing it, like why you're passionate about it. So I think taking those opportunities as like opportunities is really important as opposed to like something where you're going to be like, what if I like bomb and it's not that great, you know? And I think people would more appreciate you being like a real person than like someone that just would rather hide and not do like interviews and stuff like that. Okay, I can see that because um, yeah. one of the things that I've done is like what, throw myself out here and meeting all of these people. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's tough when you get rejected or, you know, not being able to uh, get out there. But, you know, it's all about just taking those steps little by little and just at least even try just to throw yourself out there. Yeah. And I mean, what, the worst that someone could say is like, no. And even then it's like, okay, well, someone else will take that opportunity you know and i mean i feel like consistency is like number one and just keep doing it and keep doing it there's gonna be 
people that are going to be interested in it, you know? Like, no one starts from, like, out of thin air. Like, you have to, like, at least put some effort and all that. So, I feel that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned that because um, um, earlier when I started this, you know, people, I've asked people if they wanted to be on the show. And then over time, people started being like, yeah, I'll be on the show. And then, like, last second, they'll, like, cancel or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. something. It's- it's nerve wracking because you're like, oh God, what are they going to ask me? What am I, you know, which is awesome that like you, it, you basically have like a whole entire thing, but it's like, there is like a lot of times where you're like, I've done interviews and I'm like, wait, I did not want to talk about something like that. Cause then you're scared of like how you're going to be perceived. But I think that like, obviously we're all, con- we're all in control of our narrative of what we want to speak about and all that. So yeah, it's, it's just it's an uncomfortable like situation to be in for like a small amount of time that will obviously benefit your business, you know? So I always see it like that. Like it's just going to be uncomfortable for a small amount of time. And then after you'll be like, I'm glad that I did that. And then it's fine. <laughs> and uh, as I was finding more about you, I found out part of the reason of how I found you was uh, that you started a podcast of your own yeah. and uh, you interviewed Abdiel. Um, Brown is yes. Dope. That's kind of how I found you. But I actually remembered because you did a meeting with uh, City Heights Rotaract. That's how I saw you for the first time. But I was very intrigued when I first heard Skills Pay Bills, your podcast. Obviously, the first one I ever heard was with Abdiel de la O. And over time, I started hearing more and more and more. And I just want to just know what was the purpose of Skills Pay Bills. So, um... We basically started skills pay bills as like something where I was like, it could be like me and my husband. And we're talking about like, you know, we're interviewing people and we're, you know, doing this and that. And so again, with that, like we had to basically like change it up. This is the third time that we're changing it up. And so in, it all originated by being like, Hey, you know what? Like, like kind of like following our journey through like our entrepreneur, like lifestyle that we have and like how we're not just like, a business, but we're also like a family owned business and how we're trying to navigate, like having a family while also running a business while also trying to have like this balance of like life, you know? And so, um, for us, it was like one of those things where it's like, we could, we like have a lot of friends that are also like artists and entrepreneurs. Like we wanted to give them a platform where they could basically, you know, talk about like why they like, you know, being an artist or what are their struggles or what motivated them to be that. So like now we really have like a little bit more of a shorter interview when we interview people. Um, It's called skills pay bills. So we really want to like hyper-focus on like, Hey, you know what? Like there's a lot of skills that people have where it's like they're paying bills, right? Where it's like, it's paying your cell phone bill. It's paying your, you know, your SDG&E bill. It's paying like any kind of bill. And so for us, it really like resonated because I didn't go through that traditional route of like going to college. Um, and so for me, I was like, well, I don't have a college education. I don't have a college degree. So how was I going to be able to like provide for my family and, and, and become a successful person if I didn't have that. And so for me, I was like, I could have a skill and I could, you know, hopefully pay some bills with it, you know? And so just kind of like interviewing people that are, that are also that kind of mindset is a lot of fun because you're seeing like the struggles that they have and like how we all have those similar struggles, but we don't talk about them. And so I feel like it's comforting to know that you're not just the only one that's like having like a crappy month 
in sales or having like a crappy, you know, like week. Um, there's also a lot of people that are experienced those kind of things. So um, I enjoyed the podcast. It's a lot of fun. Like we're basically now transitioning, like we've transitioned into like now we're mainly like becoming a show. So we have like little segments and stuff, but it's a lot of fun. I, I like I said, like I really enjoy like the storytelling part of it where it's like we're basically letting people know like, hey, this person, you know, does this and that and like what has been our experience with something like that. So, yeah, we we're so far we're having a good time and we work with a company they're called Copy and Steal. And so they they do all the editing live and all that kind of stuff and they bring all their lights and all that. So it makes it look ultra fancy. But when you're here in the studio, you're like, wow, you just kind of like hung up like pieces of fabric to cover this and to cover that. So it looks super low budget if you're here. But <laughs> like when you're like looking at it, like on camera, you're like, it looks really nice, but it's really not. <laughs> so which is awesome. They do a lot of like, you know, where it's like they make it look really cool. But in our reality, it's just it's like right here in the studio. So it's not anything fancy or anything like that, but we're having fun with it. I think it's mainly like was intended as a platform for people to to talk about like what they have going on. Oh, that's smart because yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing as well. That's uh, really yeah. cool. And uh, I just want to know like who have been some of the people who have influenced you or helped you be on the path, you know, with starting your own story or even starting the podcast. Who have been some of the people who you've talked to them with that? So. Um, <clears throat> like some of my biggest influences like my parents you know they're both immigrants from Guadalajara from Mexico and so um they came here with an American dream you know of like being like you know this is going to be a better life for us and you know we'll be able to like have kids and they'll have like great opportunities you know and so I saw both of my parents you know my dad had amazing worth ethic and my mom was just kind of like still to this day I asked her I'm like how did you do it how did you like manage to have like six kids and like, you know, and pay like a mortgage and like make minimum wage. Like, how did you do that? So it's like, it's just kind of like seeing like how resilient they were, like in the circumstances that they were given and like how they obviously like rose to the occasion, you know, that was like super inspirational to me. Like, especially like my dad, my dad, he made everything look super easy. And I think my dad really like led me to that entrepreneur lifestyle of like, thinking, Hey, you know what? Like he made it look so easy. Like he could sell anything. And, and I was like, well, if my dad could do it, like, I think I could do it too, you know, which was, it's not easy. (laughs) So like having both of those people as like influences really helped, you know, cause you were just kind of like, wow, my parents, they could, they could do anything and they don't speak the language. They, you know, they don't have any like you know, high school diploma or anything like that. And they were able to do it. Like, I'm sure I would be able to do it. So they were, they've definitely been like a huge inspiration for like me just starting like a business and, and, and just keep wanting to do it for as long as I've done it. Are you currently working with anybody or is it just kind of you at the store right now? So, um, 
the it's me and my husband we basically run the operations of like the studio and so he does like mainly like all like social media stuff and like website stuff and then i'm the one that's like designing and producing and then i'm here in the studio um when people come in all that kind of stuff so it's like it's basically we don't have jobs this is like what we do for work and so we're all like hands on like every day 24 7 like we're just working on like our business you know so yeah hopefully we plan we do have like an intern she comes in here and there and she helps like you know cut fabric and do all that kind of stuff but for now it's just basically us three okay and right now, how ways people can find uh, your shop? Uh, you mentioned that you're in a barrio, you said? Yeah, people could uh, come into the studio. Um, we're here Wednesday through Sunday. Um, and then we do have like an online presence, like we have a website, all that kind of stuff. And so um, you could come into the studio or you could like shop online. Okay. Yeah. And what can people expect when coming into the store? You know? So when coming into the studio, so we're a very minimal waste brand clothing brand and so what we do is like we recycle um a lot of fabrics we use a lot of recycled repurposed and reclaimed fabrics so what that means is that we basically utilize fabrics that usually weren't intended to be fabrics like bed sheets pillowcases curtains all that kind of stuff before we go out and actually buy fabric and so we understand that the clothing industry is like the number two pollutant of like waste and so we just really wanted to create something where it wasn't going to add to that and so we really like to rework a lot of the items that we have in the store so some of the some of our best items are the flannels and the jackets um those are actually uh our best sellers and they are we reworked items so we thrift a lot of that kind of stuff and then we rework it and so all of our products are basically one of one okay any words of encouragement that you do want to give to the people listening right now that want to start a business or anything that you've heard in the past that helped you? So I think that the number one thing about um, starting a business is being consistent. Like always like being consistent has always been like the best advice someone has ever given me. I know it's really difficult when there's days that are not that great, um, but you still have to show up and you have to, you know, stay true to like those hours that you set for yourself. And, you know, you have to make sure that you're showing up and you're doing all these things that you're saying that you're going to do because consistency will take you to different places other than you just being like, okay, I'm going to do it today. And maybe tomorrow I'm not going to do it, you know? And it's like, I feel like as a creative, we don't have a lot of those entrepreneur habits. Um, so it's just really important to be consistent and just kind of have faith in yourself, you know? It is really difficult to own a business and to, especially like with clothing and retail and design and all that, but it's really worth it at the end. You know, it's like you get to be your own boss, you get to set your own schedule, you get to do all that kind of stuff. And I think that overall, that's like a way more fulfilling feeling than like working for someone else. Well, Claudia, thank you so much. That seems to be it for the podcast. Uh, there's one more thing I do want to say before you go. But this, uh, you have been the most requested person to be on this show. Like, every <laughs> told me, like, oh, you got to get Claudia from so Oh, low. my God. That's so, like, that makes me feel really good. And it also makes me feel, like, super red. And, like, I'm like, oh, God, this is, like, you know. 
but that's really super sweet. And like, you know, I feel like we all have like those rough moments where you're just kind of like, and so you telling me that really means a lot to me, like a lot. Absolutely. And again, thank you all the listeners who requested this. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being on the show. And then uh, I'll see you soon. Uh, Take care. Yeah. Thank you. I'll see you. And that was it for Claudia from So Loca, everybody. If you want to check out her store, it's located in 2113 Logan Avenue, San Diego, California, 92113. And if you want to listen to her podcast, go to So Loca, a modern sewing studio on YouTube right now. I'll put a link down below to her podcast as well as her website to get caught up on her latest product. Thanks to this show, I was able to help people in the San Diego community get their voice out there, as well as give bigger opportunities for everybody, including myself. I had the chance to meet different podcasters around the world, which is why next week we're going to have a special guest podcaster from Canada joining the show. But in the end, I just wanted to say thank you. From Bobby and the Rock Guys podcast, have a safe and eventful year. Yeah. Bob Burnett from the Rock Guys podcast joins us next week. Take care, everybody. We our catenation. Gracias a la vida. Gracias a la vida. Thank you all for listening to this Catanation Studios podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at WeAreCatanation. And to continue to listen to awesome podcasts like this one, go to wearecatanation.buzzsprout.com.